Hey, so great to see you. Uh, welcome to the living room. My name is Samer, if we've never met. And I'm so pumped, so pumped to be with you guys kicking off this brand new series, Started in DMs. Now we're here. Let me see if you're excited to jump in and talk about everyone's favorite topic. I didn't give you a chance to jump in. Let me know if you're excited. Sorry, you're ready to clap. You're ready to go. It's okay. We're just going to move on. We're going to move on um, to talk about everyone's favorite topic, relationships, dating, sex, all of those things. And maybe you grew up in a church and you're like, my pastor never said sex. Well, this church is not one of those places. So welcome to the conversation. Welcome to honesty. Welcome to real. That is where we're going. If you're joining us online, so pumped that you are with us. Started in DMs. Now we're here. Now, before we get any further, um, I love this series title so much. I have to ask, I want to know if there are any relationships in the room that started in DMs and you're here together. Anybody? Oh, okay. You're right here. Started in DMs. You're engaged. That's unbelievable. Who sent the DM first? You did. Oh, yeah, girl, get it. Come on. Who run the world? Am I right? Um, who, that was a Beyonce reference. Girls do. Uh, who else? There was, a, there was a, and y'all are engaged. When do you get married? Sorry, I'm coming back over here. June 2022. June 2022. Congratulations. That's awesome. Hey, shoot your shot, people. Uh, we got another DM right here. Uh, right, both of y'all. Okay. Who sent it? You did. Another girl? Let's go. That's awesome. Um, I love it. Any other DM relationships? So, okay, right here. Who sent it? Who sent it? For, the guy did. All right, there you go. My man, taking initiative. Let's get it. Another one. Really? Right here? Who sent it? Yeah, the guy did. Okay. This is all, another one. Y'all, this is awesome. Another DM? Another DM relationship right there. Who started it? You did. My man. Okay. That's amazing. Is that it? You did for real? Who sent it first? She, you did. Okay, there you go. That's awesome. Um, that's amazing. DMs weren't even a thing uh, when I started dating uh, in college. That wasn't the first time I started dating. You get what I'm saying. Anyways, here we go. Uh, super pumped to be jumping into everyone's favorite conversation. Um, and let me just give you a vision for the series. It's really, really simple. We want to help you date well. Uh, we want to help you navigate the area of relationships. We want to help you navigate the area of dating. We want to help you navigate the conversation around sex. We want to have the conversation. We want to go there, and we want you to navigate all of that well. Here's why. Because in your college years and in your 20s, um, there is a lot of potential for regret in this arena of life, and we want to help you avoid all of that regret, maybe not all of it, some of it. We wanna help you avoid as much regret as possible because here's what's also true, and, and maybe you don't know this yet, but I promise you it is true. Oftentimes what you'll find is some of your biggest regrets are connected to some kind of person, that your biggest regrets are connected to some kind of unhealthy relationship. And so what we want to do is we want to help you avoid that regret. We, want, we don't want your biggest regret to be connected to him. We don't want your biggest regret to be connected to her. No, we want to help you navigate the conversation around dating and relationships and all of that well so that you can look back at your 20s, you can look back at your college and feel like you were set up well and feel like you were able to navigate it in a way where you have more fond memories than you do regret. Because dating, dating, it's supposed to be fun. 
It's supposed to be exciting, especially right now in this season of your life. Um, Relationships, they're intended to be mutually life-giving, even if you've never experienced one of those before. Breakups, even though they hurt, they're not supposed to be the end of you. Sex is a really, really good thing, but it might be just a little bit more delicate than culture wants to tell us. And if you're single, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. We're gonna talk about that later. So that's, we're kind of diving into all of it over the next, some of y'all laughing. You're like, man, I would love someone to slide in. Um, But that's where we're going. And we're gonna be real and we're gonna be honest. And I hope it's helpful. I hope it's hopeful. And I hope we're able to give you some handles to navigate this really, really, these really important areas of your life. Now, back in like 2013, 14, something like that, I was speaking for a church in North Carolina and I was speaking to their middle schoolers uh, for some retreat they were doing. And I got done speaking, I think it was like on a Saturday night and they're doing like this bonfire and the seventh grader came up to me. And I don't remember his name, but he was wearing this black Columbia jacket. He had glasses on and he said, hey, Sam, I thought your message was great tonight. I was like, thank you. And he said, I need some relationship advice. I was like, okay. I got your back, bro, what's up? And, uh, and he said, well, uh, there's this girl and um, I wanna get her a gift to show her that I like her. I was like, okay, Mr. Moneybags. Okay, I, that's awesome. Let's have a conversation. And so he's like, like what kind of girls do gifts like? I was like, bro, I have no idea. Um, good luck figuring that out. But so, I, so he's like, what should I get her? So I was like, well, you know, let's talk. I said, so, you know, um, how long has she been your girlfriend? He's like, oh, well, she's not my girlfriend. I was like, all good, I get it. Sometimes that's a big step, I get it. And I said, well, um, you know, uh, what are some of the things you guys talk about? She's, he's like, well, uh, we don't. I was like, okay. I was like, uh, have you ever like hung out with her? He's like, no, 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 that's why I wanna get her a gift to tell her that I like her. And I was like, hang on, bro. <laughs> I was like, does she like even know who you are? And he goes, No. Like, I was like, okay. I was like, hey, my man, um, listen, I love the gift idea, but here's what we should do. I'm not kidding. I was like, here's what we should do. Pause on the gift. Just chill on the gift because that might be a little bit weird. And I said, is she here this weekend? He said, yeah. I said, here's a crazy idea. I said, I said maybe you should just, just go talk to her and introduce yourself to her first, see where that goes, and then maybe you can get her a gift later. And I'm not kidding. He looks at me and goes, man, never thought about it like that. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I was like, bro, but I get it. Seventh grader. I mean, again, man, we, we've been a middle school crush, right? Like Leah Parker, Savannah Duway. I mean, I've been there. Those are my middle school crushes. Okay. Like I get it. We've all been there. Um, I'm happily married by the way. Uh, but he was way ahead of himself. He was so infatuated with the idea of dating that he skipped some, skipped some integral steps in the process to make sure that he got it right. And we can laugh it off because he's a seventh grader and we should. That's really, really funny. I hope for you, we're not having to have a conversation about buying somebody a gift that you've never talked to because that's just a little bit weird. However, in a very different way, it's really, really easy for you to get ahead of yourself in dating. I'm not dating anymore, thankfully, like I said, I'm married. However, the same was true for me before I was married. 
when I was navigating the waters of dating. It's really, really easy for you to get ahead of yourself in the dating conversation because whenever we start talking about dating and relationships, the first thing everyone starts thinking about is who and how. Who am I gonna date? How do I find them? Is this the right person? And then how do I date? Does the Bible talk about dating? What does God think about dating? Okay, I'm gonna hear what the pastor says about dating. How do I do it well? How do I make sure that this drama goes away? Who and how? Who and how? Who and how? However, when we go to who and how, what we're doing is we're skipping an integral part in the dating conversation. In fact, we are skipping over the common denominator in all of your dating relationships, and it has nothing to do with who or how. The common denominator in all of your dating relationships, ready, is you. You might not have known this, but you have been a part of every relationship that you've ever been a part of. You have been a part of all of the drama of all of your previous relationships. You have been a part of every breakup that you've ever gone through. You have been a part of every single fight that you and your girlfriend or your boyfriend have gone through. Everywhere you go, there you are, my friends. You're the common denominator. You're the common denominator in every single part of the dating conversation. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to start with you. I want to lay a groundwork for this conversation. I wanna lay the foundation for this conversation. And I want to talk about you. I want to talk about what's going on in here and in here before we talk about anything else as it relates to dating and relationships. And so to kind of start things off, I wanna ask you a question, and this is what I wanna preach about for just the next few minutes, and it's this. Why do you want to date? Why do you wanna date? You're probably thinking, because I'm trying to put a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I got a Pinterest board. That's why I wanna date. You know, like, I, I've already got it planned out. He just doesn't know it yet. Um, the, chill on the Pinterest board stuff. But what, but really, okay, why do you want to date? The obvious, yes, you're in college and yes, it's fun. And yes, like that's what you're supposed to do. And, and a lot of you want to get married one day and statistics show that most of you will get married one day and you want to date, I get all that. But just for a second, some of y'all thinking, I wonder if I'm in the statistic of getting married. Um, but just for a second, just, just, just kind of dig beneath the surface for just a moment. Dig a little bit deeper for just a moment. And, and maybe try to get gut level honest with yourself. Like, why do you want to date really? Like, why is it that, that for some of you, dating creates such angst? Why is it that some of you are freaking out because you've been single for three months and you don't know what to do? Why is it that you're in the relationship? There were too many heads that just did this. Um, <laughs> Why is it that you're dating someone right now? Like, what motivations do you have when it comes to dating? Why do you care so much? And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but why? What are the underlying emotions and motivations? And here's why that question is really, really important. And here's why that question is something that is so worth being gut level honest with. Because many Many look to dating to get what dating was never meant to give. Many people look to dating to get what dating was never meant to give. Some of y'all hate me already. 
Some of you look to him or to her to get what they were never meant to give you. And I've been there. I've done this. I've been, and then I'll talk about this in just a second. It doesn't go away when you're married. But for some of you, you look to him and you look to her to fill some kind of void. You look to him and you look to her to get some kind of deep validation. You look to him or you look to her or you jump into dating because there's some insecurity that you're trying to make yourself feel better about. Why do you want to date? Have you ever thought about the reason why you want to date? If I could just push and prod for just a second, maybe, maybe for some of you, the reason why you want to date is because you don't feel whole unless you're dating. Like you don't feel complete unless you're dating. You feel like there's a part of you that's missing if you don't have the security of somebody else that you call boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe for some of you, just being honest, you have this deep need to want to be wanted. And you just want to be wanted. And so that's why you date. For some of you, you don't like your life when you're single. For some of you, for just being honest, um, you don't love the way that you look. You don't love what's going on in your life. And it just is multiplied a lot when you're single. And so you just start to feel way better about your situation when you've got somebody there that you can date. For some of you, um, there's affirmation that you're looking for from the other person that starts to be what accumulates your worth and your self-value, and you need that affirmation to feel good about yourself. For some of you, that, that's why you date. For some of you, just being honest, it raises your confidence level. It raises your self-esteem. You just feel a lot better about who you are when you're dating. For some of you, the reason why you date is because you compare yourself to everybody else that's dating and you're tired of being a single friend. You're tired of being the one that goes to formal and semi-formal with just a friend, but it's never with the date. You're tired of all of your roommates going out and you're just kind of always tagging along. And so you're scrolling through social media, you're comparing yourself to your friends. And so you're just tired of that being your situation. And so it's comparison that actually leads you to wanting to date. Maybe for some of you, your identity is so linked to being in a relationship that you've just jumped from relationship to relationship for so long that you're actually just terrified to be single. You have no idea what that might be like. And so rather than try to navigate the waters of not having somebody there and that security blanket of somebody else, you're just going to keep dating. Why, why, do, you, why do you date? Why do you want to date? Now, let me just be really clear about something. Dating is not the enemy. Dating is awesome. And even some of the things that I talked about aren't so bad. Like, I hope if you're in a relationship, you feel affirmed by the other person. That's a good thing. Like, fellas, man, I hope that you are so genuinely head over heels for somebody that you are dating that when you walk into a room with her, you got your chin up because you know you are way out of your league. I hope that's true. When my wife, Julie, like encourages me and speaks life into me, like it fills up my cup. So th th those things aren't necessarily bad, but here's my point, that every single one of us as human beings, we have these deep longings. 
We have these human needs for validation and security and self-worth and wanting to know that we are enough. And those deep soul needs are never going to be fully and finally satisfied by someone that you date. They're never going to be fully and finally satisfied by a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And what so often we do is we look to dating to get something that it was never meant to give. And when you look to dating, when you look to a boyfriend or a girlfriend or someone else to give you what they can never give you, you're not going to get what you hoped for. You will get something. When when, when we put dating on that type of pedestal, when we give it that much value, when we put that much expectation on dating and what the other person can give us, you're not gonna get what you hope for. You will get something. One of the things that you'll get is you'll get hurt because people are going to let you down. You'll get hurt because you've set an expectation that is unattainable that you've set expectations that are impossible for somebody else to meet and there will come a point where they're going to let you down and you'll get hurt. That when you look to dating or when you look to someone else to give you what they could never give you or were never meant to give you, you know what you'll also get? You'll get used to using people. And this sounds a little bit harsh, but just, just being honest for a second. Again, I've been there and I get this. You'll get used to using people that if the only reason you're, you're dating is so that you can feel some kind of need that you have, to feel some kind of validation that you need, to feel some kind of insecurity that you have, well, then everything about that relationship is focused on you. And can I just tell you, there's no such thing as a thriving, mutually life-giving relationship where it's all about you. And there's no way there's gonna be a relationship that can thrive and be healthy if it's all about you. And what you'll end up doing is using someone else as a means to your end. And whenever they can't give you what you want, then you just move on to somebody else. And then you'll also get desperate. And I don't mean that to be harsh or to be mean, but these needs that we have are real. They're valid needs. Wanting to know that we're enough, wanting to fill these insecurities, wanting validation, those are, those are real needs. But, but whenever we go to someone else or to something in dating to fill those needs, what you'll get is desperate. Because what you'll find is nothing is fully satisfying and so you just kind of keep going until you can find something. You'll run to anything and anyone in order to find what you're looking for. In fact, I, I think this is, this is worth writing down. Desperate dating is dangerous dating. Desperate dating is dangerous dating. Because when you are desperate and when you are desperately dating, you know what'll happen? You'll settle, you'll settle because you're just looking for anything that can give you a little bit to fill that cup that you have, you'll settle. You'll make decisions that you regret. You'll be things to other people. You'll do things that you never thought you would do or become someone that you never thought you would be because you're just trying to get something from that person. So when you look to dating to get something that it was never meant to give, you'll get but not what you 
hoped. And if we're just being real for some of you, you've experienced too much of that. And you've experienced too much of the pain and you've experienced too much of the drama. And can I just tell you, you can have a, you and your boyfriend or girlfriend, y'all could be pretty good, but you could still fall into some of this. There are healthy relationships that can fall into this and quickly become unhealthy. And this is the point where Jesus enters into the chat. This is the point where Jesus enters into the conversation. Because what I need you to hear me say loud and clear is that there is not a single person in your life or anyone that you will ever date or marry that will be able to fully and finally satisfy those deep desires and needs of validation and security and self-worth that we all have. But Jesus, Jesus can, why? Because the person of Jesus was not average. I wanna show you what I mean by looking at something that the apostle Paul wrote when he wrote to um, the Colossians. Colossians chapter two is where we're gonna spend just a few minutes tonight. Colossians chapter two, starting in verse six. This is what the apostle Paul wrote about the person of Jesus and what he offers you and what he offers me. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him. Him, not in someone else, not in, a, not in a hope, in a dream, not in another person, and are rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And he goes on, he says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. Now, in this context, the Apostle Paul is talking about the whole book of Colossians is all about the supremacy of Jesus and the bigness and the greatness of Jesus. And so the hollow and deceptive philosophies that he is teaching about and, 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 and immediately um, addressing are lies and false teachings about who Jesus is. But for our context, culture is full of hollow and deceptive philosophy. And for our context tonight, the hollow and deceptive philosophy that there is someone that can fill these needs is that there is a relationship that can make you feel all the things you need to feel and then you will feel whole. So he's saying, hey, listen, don't allow your mind and your heart to be captive um, by these hollow and deceptive philosophies, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather then on Christ. And then, and then this is where I wanna spend the, the rest of the night talking. And then he says this in verse nine. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Watch this. For in Christ, in the person of Jesus, all the fullness of the deity, all the fullness of God lives in bodily form. Jesus was not and is not normal. Jesus, when he walked on this earth, was not just a person. Jesus was and Jesus is God. And Jesus is able to do for us and be for us what no one else can do or be for us. And what Paul says is in Christ, you and I, have been brought to fullness, that in Christ we are not lacking, that what Jesus can offer you and me is way bigger and way better than anything that Jesus could offer. And that kind of phrase, 
in Christ, we actually don't, there we go. Um, that phrase in Christ, what it ultimately means, and, and, and the Apostle Paul uses this language a lot, that term in Christ, it just means identification with, and it means relationship to. And the Apostle Paul uses this phrase all the time to basically denote our right standing with God. It's the, in Christ is the realm in which we can have relationship with God. And so for the Apostle Paul, when he talks about us being in Christ, he's talking about the relationship that we can now have with God because of what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross. And so what the Apostle Paul is saying is that because we are in Christ, watch this, when you are in Christ, here's what's true of you and of me, that the grace of God meets us right where we are. That we are in Christ, there is no sin, there is no past, there is no story, there is no shame that is too big for the grace of God to redeem. That when you are in Christ, when you are in Christ, when you've put your faith in Jesus and his work on the cross for your salvation, meaning he saved you from your sin that separated you from God, when you are in Christ, the love of God meets you right where you are. The unconditional love of God. The love of God that says, listen, it doesn't matter how often you've messed up. It doesn't matter what your life looks like. My love won't stop. It can't stop and it keeps on going. That the love of God is not based on your performance. No, 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 it's just based on God's character. That in Christ, watch this, you and I can belong in the family of God. It's why I love this home away from home idea. And we talk a lot about the fact that you belong here. And I preached on this a couple of weeks ago. You belong here isn't just because we're nice. It has nothing to do with how nice we are. No, it's bigger than that. It's better than that. You belong here because Jesus made a way for you and I to belong in the family of God. And so in Christ, you belong. In Christ, there's nothing you could do to not belong. And in Christ, we are given a brand new identity. In Christ, you and I are sons and daughters of God. And what the Apostle Paul is telling you and me, and we, ha we have to get this, is that without Jesus, you and I are going to find emptiness. That without Jesus, there is nothing or no one that can fill us up, that can validate our deepest longings, that can fill our deepest insecurities. That without Jesus, we're always going to be left wanting. And likewise, running to any relationship to fill you up is going to lead to emptiness. Running to him for what your soul desires the most is going to lead to emptiness. Running to her to fill that insecurity you have of not being enough is going to lead to emptiness because there is nothing or no one that could lead to fullness. No, the apostle Paul says, the only one that can and the only one that will is Jesus. So for you, for me, what do we do with that? Because that verse, watch this, that verse has nothing to do with dating except it has everything to do with dating. Because when you walk into a relationship, when you walk into a relationship knowing you're already loved, 
This is so big. When you walk into a relationship knowing that you're already seen, when you walk into a relationship knowing you're already accepted, when you walk into a relationship knowing you are already enough, when you walk into a relationship knowing you're already forgiven, suddenly, suddenly, you can in a healthy way experience the fun and the joy and the love that dating relationships were meant for you and I to experience. That suddenly we can begin to get to know other people and figure out if one day this is someone I could spend the rest of my life with. That when you and I walk into dating relationships knowing where our true identity lies, where our security can actually be filled, knowing that our heavenly father sees us, accepts us, loves us, and that's never going to run out on us. We're no longer going to be putting the unnecessary and impossible expectations of getting those needs met on somebody else, leaving us hurt and disappointed and empty. No, we'll be able to experience healthy dating and mutually life-giving relationships. But you know what else it means is that when we are totally, um, when when we are totally in belief of who God says that we are, you know what it also means? It means that breakup might hurt, but it won't break you. It also means that you don't have to settle anymore in order to fill a need that you have. It also means that you don't have to stay in a relationship that you know you don't need to be in because those things that you thought you were getting, you can now find somewhere else. In Jesus, who brings you and I to fullness. That's what he said in John 10, chapter 10. He says, I've come to give you life and to give it to the full. That Jesus came to give us a fulfilling life. To fill our deepest desires of knowing that we're accepted. Knowing that we're loved. And knowing that we're enough. Not because there's anything special about us but because the love of God sent Jesus to die for us. And if you're not a Jesus follower, I get it. This might sound a little weird. I get it. Like if if you're not sure what you believe about faith, the idea of Jesus, you know, filling our, you know, the, the need for acceptance and love. And it's like, I can't see Jesus. I don't really know what to do with that. I get it. It sounds a little bit weird. However, even if you were to take the Jesus part out of it for just a second, come on, even you know that a relationship that you're in that starts to define your value and your worth, even you know it's a dangerous one. Like you don't don't need the Jesus part to understand that a relationship that begins to define your value and your worth isn't a healthy one. And so maybe, maybe for you, as you've kind of been searching to fill those needs as you continually come up empty, maybe, maybe the answer that you're looking for and that you never thought you'd find, maybe it's Jesus. Maybe rather than running to a relationship to fill a need that's never going to fill you, maybe it's found in the savior of the world that came to die for you. See, I, I get it. To this, this dating conversation is the one that nobody wants. I'm just telling you, it's the one we need. It's not the one you want to hear about. You want to hear about the fun stuff. It's coming later. But this is the one that you, it's the one that you need because without this, you're never going to be able to date 
well. Relationships are never going to be as healthy as you want them to be. Because here's what is true, is that when you are dating somebody, one day when you marry somebody, they are going to have needs that you've got to figure out how to fill. And not in an unhealthy way, like my job as, as Julie's husband, I've got to figure out how to love her well. Right, Like it's not like for Julie, it's like, all right, babe, I don't need to love you because you know that Jesus loves you. You know, like it's not, it's not one of those things. No, 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 no. like there are ways that I've, I'm learning how to love my, my wife. Needs that she has where I can give of myself, where I can value her. But what this conversation is about is you and I being the healthiest version of ourselves to step into that relationship. It's you and I having healthy expectations of other people. Because even when you're married, even watch this, Julie and I are married and we've got two kids, one on the way, and we've got a pretty healthy marriage. It's not perfect. And we fight about stupid things. And 99.9% of the time, it's my fault. And I don't even say that to be funny. It's just true. But it's, it's pretty healthy. And I hope we keep on working. And I hope every year it gets healthier because we're always a work in progress. But even as a married person, and we'll be married for six years in September. uh, Next week, actually, September 26th. That's amazing. Next Sunday. Yeah, that's awesome. Even now, Julie still can't fill my my deepest desires of, 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 of validation and acceptance. And I'm never going to be able to fill that for her. Like, this never goes away. This never goes away. But having healthy expectations of what the other person can and can't offer you is going to set you up to date well knowing your worth so that you don't have to compromise and date somebody that you shouldn't be dating and date someone, if I'm just being honest, that isn't worth your time. That's gonna lead to regret because you know what you're worth and you know your value. And and watch this. Knowing your worth allows you to be fully confident in who God created you to be. And watch this it then gives you the capacity, and we're gonna get into this next week, it gives you the capacity to actually value the other person more than yourself. So why do you date, really? And here's, my goal is not to like, don't get mad. I'm not trying to get y'all to break up. Some of y'all maybe need to break up. Um, I'll let that between you and the Lord. I'm not trying to like freak you out about your relationship and start second guessing everything. No, no, no. I just, I want you to start in here. In fact, if, if both of you that were dating, if you started in here, I think you're going to be able to figure it out. Like just ask yourself honestly, and you might not be able to answer right now, but maybe you can think about it. Maybe you can talk about it in a small group. Maybe you can journal about it tomorrow. Maybe you could, like, why do I want to date? Really? Why am I in this relationship? Really? What impossible expectation have I put on him? What impossible expectation have I put on her? What need have I tried to fill through dating and it's clearly not working? What do I need to remember about who Jesus says that I am? Because I'm just telling you, if you were to take an honest inventory and an honest look on the inside and figure out what your actual motivations were and started putting truth around them and started getting your head right and your heart right, it's going to set you up to date well. To date in a way 
that honors God and to date in a way that honors the other person. And I'm just telling you, this is not the fun talk. This is why they gave it to me. But the best dating strategy is to first focus on you. It's to first take care of you. It's to first make sure that you've got the right perspective, that you're doing the hard work, that you're doing the dirty work and asking yourself the difficult questions. Focus on you before you focus on who and how. And what that will ultimately do is set you up to date.